GAA JJ Kavna and Sons Carlos Senior Hurling Championship Final Nolan Brothers Inspire Rangers to Sensational Success Article by Kieran Murphy Score Mount Leinster Rangers 24 points St Mullins 16 points Mount Leinster Rangers won their 10th Senior Hurling Championship at Netwatch Cullen Park on Sunday the club has enjoyed many great days and this ranks right up there with anything they have achieved so far. To name just a few, their first ever senior county title in 2006 when everything they did turned to gold in the last quarter and they came away with an historic 17 points to 2-8 success. Then there was their 2012 All-Ireland Intermediate success in Croke Park over Middleton Nafiana where they played the entire second half with 14 players. Two years later, the club qualified for the Senior All-Ireland Club Final with an historic victory over Loch Giel Shamrocks in Newry. Back home, their one goal and 20 points to 11 points win over St Mullins sealed the club's first three in a row in 2013. Great days, never to be forgotten, etched forever in the history of the club. Yet you could argue that their first-half performance on Sunday was as good a performance as any of their previous offerings. St Mullins came into this game with every chance, yet Rangers hit them with 17 points all from play in that opening half. And while you can never say never, the challengers were only playing for respectability after that. It was death by a thousand cuts for St Mullins. From the moment Chris Nolan opened the scoring and punched the air as he ran back to his position, it looked ominous. His brother John looked razor sharp as he picked off a point and then Chris struck again. In reply, Marty Kavna made space for himself at the O'Hanrahan end when firing over a point out on the right. Rangers were relentless after that. John Nolan picked off two more points in succession. Tony Lawler took a pass from Paul Cody and raised another white flag. Eddie Byrne had been threatening and he followed up with yet another point when John Nolan gave him the scoring pass. The teamwork was exemplary. Two points from Marty Kavna and one from his brother Jack suggested St Mullins had found their feet. But no. Rangers replied once more and by the break all their starting six forwards had scored from play. They could have had two goals but the St Mullins defence did well when forcing Dennis Murphy to shoot over the bar while John Nolan was hooked as he got ready to pull the trigger. In a one minute spell in the second quarter Two simple St Mullins passes went astray and over the sideline. It was that kind of day for the South Carlow club. By half-time, Rangers led 17 points to 7. In the stand, there was a sense of satisfaction among their supporters, yet no one was willing to write off St Mullins just yet. They weren't really being that realistic, but they were not going to start mocking the gods yet with any victory predictions. Perhaps they may have felt their reluctance to accept the inevitable was, was vindicated when Oshin Ryan and Marty Kavna fired over two early second-half points. Chris Nolan replied with another point, and Jason O'Neill and Kavna once more fired over St Mullins' points. Rangers snuffed out the attempted comeback in typical fashion when Eddie Byrne flashed over two points and Fiacre Fitzpatrick and Dennis Murphy also found the posts. The latter's free was the only placed ball Rangers registered in their final haul of 24. 
Just after the water break, Chris Nolan worked hard to prevent a ball going wide on the left-hand side of the ground. His perseverance was rewarded and he nudged the ball into the path of Ted Joyce, who bore down on the goal. Ger Cody conceded the penalty when fouling the Rangers' substitute. Dermot Byrne's effort looked bound for the top left-hand corner of the net, but the ball came back off the woodwork and Kevin Kyo managed to complete the clearance. It was the only time Rangers failed to squeeze their rivals any harder than they had already done so. The game finished with the usual introduction of substitutes. St Mullins knew their fate from a long way out. Even Marty Kavanagh settled for two late points from Freeze, where, on previous occasions, he would have gone for goals. That was how the final quarter unravelled. Rangers were on their way, and nothing was going to stop them. The teams, Mount Leinster Rangers, Dean Grennan, Gary Kelly, David Phelan, Michael Doyle, Gary Lawler, one point, Dermot Byrne, Richard Kelly, Paul Cody, Fiachra Fitzpatrick, two points, Tony Lawler, Eddie Byrne, four points, Kevin MacDonald, one point, Dennis Murphy, four points, one from a free, Chris Nolan, seven points, John Nolan, five points. The subs, Ted Joyce for R. Kelly, 46 minutes, Kieran Kavanagh for T. Lawler, 52 minutes, Jack Ryan for G. Lawler, 57 minutes, Richard Cody for Cody, 59 minutes, Dara O'Toole for Jay Nolan, 61 minutes. St Mullins. Kevin Kyo, Gary Bennett, Paul Doyle, Cahill Connolly, Michael Walsh, Ger Cody, Paddy O'Shea, 2 points. Paddy Kyo, Oshin Boland, James Doyle, 1 point. John Dorn, Jack Kavanagh, 1 point. Oshin Ryan, 2 points. Marty Kavanagh, 8 points, 4 from freeze. Paddy Boland. The subs. Connor Kyo, 1 point for Doran, 21 minutes. Jason O'Neill, 1 point for O. Boland, half-time. Seamus Murphy for P. Boland, 36 minutes. Patrick Walsh for J. Kavanagh, 55 minutes. Referee, John Hickey, Fenna. Junior Hurling Championship Final Bagnallstown add Junior Championship crown to under-20 title to complete memorable year for the club. Article by Kieran Murphy The score... Bagnallstown Gales, 2 goals and 15 points. Palatine, 1 goal and 9 points. Bagnallstown Gales completed a superb hurling double at Netwatch Cullen Park on Sunday when they added the Junior Hurling Championship to the under-20 title they won over two weeks ago. Coming into the game, they would have been expecting a battle from the outset, but a sluggish Palatine side never got going in the first half. In contrast, the eventual winners hit the ground running, posting three points in succession from Alan Whelan, Liam Galway and Rory Doyle. Shane O'Neill replied with a Palatine point. The Benekerry side were then the authors of their own misfortune, when keeper Liam Kenny failed to gather a high ball. When the Schlitter ran loose, there was still time for the defence to clear, but Liam Galway gathered. He was fouled, and with that transgression came a penalty award. Whelan buried the Schlitter in his one-to-one duel with Kenny, and from there they built on their advantage. Nathan Byrne pointed, and Whelan converted a free. Owen McMahon pointed for Palatine, and before the break they went on to add two further points through Andrew Kyo and Cahal O'Neill. They were unable to contain Bagnallstown, who also had scores from Rory Doyle and Galway. At the break, the Green and Blacks led one goal and seven points to four points. 
Palatine needed to get off the mark early in the second half, but instead it was Bagnallstown who hit them for one goal and four points without reply. Galway and Whelan both pointed from play, and on 33 minutes, Liam Galway rose high, broke from his marker, and comfortably finished to the net at the O'Hanrahan end of the ground. Palatine must have been reeling. It was a credit to them that they hit back with three points on the trot from Kyo, Danny Curry and McMahon. Neil Martin's point was a reminder to his Bagnallstown colleagues that there was still work to do. This was reinforced when McMahon converted a penalty to bring the deficit down to eight points. A miracle was never on, but points from McMahon, Padraig Kelly and Kyo once more helped salvage some pride. Martin replied with another point for Bagnallstown and they saw out the game without too much fuss. Palatine created a late goal chance, but Dermot MacDonald was unable to beat James Carroll in a one-to-one situation. In the end, Patrick MacDonald had the last say for Bagnallstown when he slotted a fine point from near halfway. It was the icing on the cake, and as Alan Whelan, the joint captain, remarked during the cup presentation, they are going back up to their rightful place in the Intermediate Championship next season. The teams, Bagnallstown Gales, James Carroll, Thomas MacDonald, Liam Cummins, Owen Hickey, Martin Cummins, James Gagan, Darren Crooks, Patrick MacDonald, one point, Mark Kennedy, Rory Doyle, two points, Nathan Byrne, one point, David Miley, Liam Galway, one goal and three points, Alan Whelan, one goal and six points, the goal from a penalty, point from a 65 and two frees, James O'Neill. Subs, Neil Martin, two points for Byrne, 46 minutes. James Farrell for Kennedy, 46 minutes. Colum Meany for Miley, 58 minutes. Palatine. Liam Kenny, Chris O'Brien, Cahal Ryan, Pod O'Dwyer, Gavin Farrell, Sean Darmody, Dara Morn, Shane O'Neill, one point. Jamie Kenny, Owen McMahon, one goal and two points. Goal from a penalty and the two points from Freeze. Andrew Kyo, three points. Ken McDonald, Danny Curry, one point. Cahal O'Neill, one point. Connor Reynolds. Subs, Connor Crowley for O'Dwyer, 33 minutes. Olin Duff for S. O'Neill, 49 minutes. Dermot MacDonald for Curry, 49 minutes. Billy MacDonald for Reynolds, 53 minutes. Padre Kelly, 1 point for B. MacDonald, 52 minutes. The referee, Brian Deering, Ratvilly. Intermediate hurling final. Nave Breed come through close encounter to return to senior ranks. Article by Kieran Murphy. The score, Nave Breed 17 points. Nave Owen, 1 goal and 12 points. Nave Breed are back in the senior ranks. On Saturday at Netwatch Cullen Park, they edged out Nave Owen in a tense and close contest which could have gone either way. Four unanswered points in the last six plus three minutes injury time was enough to give them victory over their rivals who had gone two ahead with a 49th minute goal from Aina Kavna. Even at the end, the Lachlan Parish side had to repulse a Michel side who fought to the final bell. The exciting finish was as it should be. The first half was a battle of wills. Chances were hard to come by. Kevin Foley opened the scoring when he found the Nave Breed posts from distance. Fiach O'Toole replied with two points, one from play and the other from a placed ball. It won't have been lost on Nave Owen that in that spell they registered four wides. In a game as tight as this, 
those misses would come back to haunt the losing side. For Nave Breed, O'Toole continued to pick off points from play and placed balls. Aaron Amond was well marked by a tight Nave Owen defence, but he still managed to fire over a 20th minute point. Killian McCabe pulled the strings for Nave Owen, scoring three of their total of five points in the half. At the break, O'Toole had registered seven points as his side led nine points to five. Right on the resumption, McCabe narrowed the gap with a free. Nave Breed replied when Ayrton Gleeson fired over after the Schlitter had been worked out of defence. Further points from Shane Dooley and O'Toole eased the maroon and white-clad side six clear. Instead of driving on, they found themselves playing off the back foot as Foley landed a Nave Owen point. Shane Kavanagh also saw his long-range effort deflected over the bar and now Nave Owen had momentum. McCabe converted three frees in succession and had another from play to narrow the gap to one point. Then the game really came to life. Nave Owen were awarded a long-range free. Kieran Abbey took on the responsibility and the goalkeeper's delivery came down on the edge of the small square. Aina Kavner reacted best, took possession, and while his shot wasn't exactly perfect, it wrong-footed James Kyo in the Nave Breed goal and crossed the line. Incredibly, Nave Owen wouldn't score for the rest of the game. They had their chances all right, but shots drifted just wide of both posts at the O'Hanrahan end of the ground. On the other hand, referee Jonathan Murphy consulted with his umpires to see if an Aaron Ammond high delivery had crossed the line. The fact that it didn't only delayed the Nave breed fight back. They had the bit between their teeth. O'Toole converted two frees and with four minutes left, the sides were level. At that point, Nave Owen lost Dermot Deacon to a second yellow. From the stand, the foul looked harmless enough, but the referee was nearer the action and maybe saw something which would have been impossible to pick up from afar. Nave Breed had the bit between their teeth by that stage. O'Toole may have missed two earlier chances, but he made amends when pointing from play. Colin Byrne's point deep in injury time had Nave Breed's supporters writhing in their seats. A Nave Owen goal would see them lose. The 14 players threw everything into those last minutes. Twice the ball was dropped into the danger zone, but twice the Nave Breed defence absorbed the pressure. It was enough to get them over the line, tight to the end, deserving winners in a game which was there to be won by either side. This time, Nave Breed emerged victorious, and hopefully a new era for the parish and Carlo Hurling is beginning. The teams. Nave Breed, James Keogh, Cahill Brennan, Colin Brennan, Andy Mullany, Tommy Dunn, Adam Dunn, Porrick Coughlin, Niall Roach, Colin Byrne, 1 point, Shane Dooley, 1 point, Fiacho Tool, 11 points, 6 from freeze, John Murphy, Dylan Kavna, Ayrton Gleeson, 2 points, Aaron Amond, 2 points, 1 from a free. The subs, Jamie Doyle for Kavna, half time, John Ryan for Dooley, 38 minutes, Sean Watchhorn for Cahill Brennan, 57 minutes. Nave Owen, Kieran Abbey, Michael Nolan, Philip Smithers, Colum Beck, Shane Cranny, Shane Kavanagh, one point from a free, Dermot Deacon, Killian McCabe, eight points, seven from freeze, Aina Kavanagh, one goal, Kevin Foley, three points, Martin Clowry, Gavin Richisco, Shyam Harmon, Keith Hogan, Anthony Hogan. The subs, 
Jer Kavanagh for Harmon, 40 minutes. Kevin Hosey for McCabe, 58 minutes. Referee, Jonathan Murphy, St Mullins.